Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Michael Clayton. I watched the second half of Michael Clayton. And this is, is the, the other, other half. Mike Mike What? Oh, wait. It's Michael Clayton. I'm Michael Bolton. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you watched the wrong movie. You just watched a long music video. It was, it was a documentary about Michael Bolton. Oh. It was, it, but it was very, like, mysterious and full of intrigue. Oh, really? <laughs> was he a fixer? Was he he a was, fixer a, he was a janitor, a fixer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he shows up after the shows and cleans them off. Yeah. <laughs> after everyone's gone, all the popcorn and uh, drinks. Let's get these notes up, fixed up here. When's the last time you were at a concert and you ate popcorn? Probably never, right? No. <laughs> I, no, you don't eat popcorn. I don't, I don't think I've ever been to a concert and ordered any food. Never, ever, not even. Well, I guess drinks don't count as food. So we yeah. ordered drinks at a concert. When's the last concert? You I don't to? actually think I've ordered drinks at a concert. I, I haven't been to a concert in like probably years, man. I went to a concert that long ago, but like I don't go to concerts that often. I'm just Have you ever been to a Michael Bolton concert? No. Have you ever been to a Michael Clayton concert? No, I'm not. <laughs> concerts ain't my thing, man. This is not something I go to that often. It's not like I have anything against it, but like I listen to very niche music. Oh, yeah. And, they don't uh, have concerts. No, they have concerts. It's just I either go alone or I don't go at all. <laughs> Like I only have a few set of friends that I know. I can have go you ever been seat. in the middle of a of a? I was gonna say a turf war, but that's not what a turf war. <laughs> yeah, man, they, all the time. <laughs> the OC are always over the I turf have So wars. many turfs over here, and so many wars. <laughs> no, you ever been in the middle of one of the uh, mosh pits? Mosh pits. Yeah, a few times. You mosh. Yeah. Sometimes. You ever get a black not, eye? Not now. I'm too old for that. <laughs> I feel like once you, I feel like once you cross the age of like 22, you're like, well, drink getting drunk is way more fun than this. <laughs> get to the middle of a mosh pit. Yeah. Is that what it is? People just fight each other because they can't get drunk. Uh, no, they don't. It's just energy, man. You just got pent up energy, dude. You know, oh, yeah. sometimes you, you record a podcast. Some people just put, jump around in a mosh pit. That's what we ought to do instead of record a podcast. Just jump around in a mosh pit. <laughs> it's like Fight Club, honestly, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. People are actually like not dicks to each other. They don't actually really want to hurt anyone. Yeah. 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 They just want to hit each other at hard point, <laughs> like feel alive again. Oh, man. You know, that's so sad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, speaking of feeling alive again. Um, <laughs> This is a little, a little, another movie for Mike month. This month we'll be watching movies with the title, my, the, the name Mike or Michael in the title because this is my birth month. And this week we watched a little movie that had uh, George Clooney in it. Uh, it, it came out uh, along the same time as like a lot of those like intrigue, like, you know, po like political intrigue kind uh -huh. of movies. You know, you had like your, your born identities, you had your, um, other movies of the same nature. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of them right now, but, uh, yeah, I heard a lot of good things about this movie oh. going into it. Are you heard anything about the movie? No, never heard of it. There's a lot of Oscar nods. Really? Yeah. This movie uh, got some accolades, which is, wow. I, I know. So, um, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should start talking about the movie. Because have you Let's got go anything anything to talk about before we get into the plot or anything like that? I'm going to have a confession. Oh, okay. I watched the whole movie and didn't know what was going on. You watched the entire movie? Well, no, not the whole movie. <laughs> I watched my half of the movie. Let me let me tell didn't you know what was going on. I was gonna I was worried about that because this movie is a very interesting way of doling out information. You have to really fight to get that information down. Yeah, and I, that was me for the first half. I, I, I'm gonna go through these notes, and they feel very like stilted and weird, and like information is learned very like difficultly. Like you have to really like like search for it uh, in the scenes. 
and remember things that are very subtle um, and visual. So this will be an interesting episode. So you don't know at all anything. Look, I know things happen. We, George, you know Clooney, the, George Clooney is Michael Clayton. And he's a fixer. Yep. Okay. And um, someone did a bad <laughs> and they're trying to cover it up, but he's like, nah. But he's not like the law enforcement. No, he's no, like, no. For his own business. Yes. He does his own thing. Yes. He's doing it for his own interest. And we'll get to it. It's, okay. It's, uh, I think I got a minor grasp on it, but there's a, I feel like there's a lot of nuances that I just, <laughs> it just went like, what? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Because for a movie that was, you know, uh, had all these Oscar noms or whatever, it felt like it's just a straightforward, like, spy thriller drama. Like, it didn't feel like anything. <laughs> but it felt like adult. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I felt like this movie is not fun. <laughs> like it's not a. I'm not. That's nothing. There's lots of good movies that are not fun. Yeah, yeah. This movie's like, yeah, like like you said, Born Ultimatum stuff like that, where it's just like it's like fun and there's a lot of fights. Well, and- even that, like, if you take out all the fights and stuff, then you have this movie, which is like <laughs> it's a Born Ultimatum serious ass movie. Yeah, like no humor in that movie. Not at all. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I like the Born series, but. There's no humor in it. It's no. devoid of that. This is like that type of thing where it's just like, this is a very serious thing. Yes. We talk about it very seriously. And we bring out the Bourne movies because the guy who directed and wrote this movie wrote the Bourne movies. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. It feels very much like that. Yeah. But Which also, I still kind of 100% didn't understand what was going on in the Bourne movies. <laughs> the Bourne movies? Yeah. I mean, well, the problem a little is, bit more, but. Is it, what, what movies had you seen? I honestly couldn't tell you. If you told me the t- the titles of the movies, I wouldn't be able I've to I've seen every single order. one. Whoa, really? Of the Bourne, of the Bourne movies? Yeah. yeah I've seen all, except the last one with Jeremy Renner or whatever, and then the reboot. I've yeah, seen those, but that wasn't the, a reboot. Whatever, the trilogy. I've seen the trilogy. Okay. I saw maybe the second one. I don't oh, even think really? I saw the first one. What? Does it, the first and the third ones are the best. Third one? Yeah. But the second one isn't good. That's good, but it's like. It's not the best one. The third one is probably the best one. Why do you like those movies? I don't know. <laughs> they got good action. They do have good action, but they're very serious. Very serious. These mo- and this movie takes itself very serious. Very, it's a very serious. Speaking of a movie, like because this movie is very confusing. This movie opens with a man losing his fucking mind. Okay, it's just a monologue of a man. We don't even see him. We just hear his ta- him talking, and he first off says, "This is not just madness." He tells a story about how he lost his mind, how he left his building that he had been working in for all this time, and he was covered in filth. This would be a great beginning of uh, Arkham Horror or something like that, Are, <laughs> like, like a, a H.P. Lovecraft movie. Oh, God, totally. That's what it feels like, because he's, t- he's talking about, like, because he, he's like, is this the moment before death? Is this a, an awakening, awakening from this consciousness to a deeper one? No, this is him becoming conscious that every decision he's made up until now has been for another person's benefit, and that person was a terrible person and all of his life has been in the pursuit of hurting people. Oh yes. So what we learn, we haven't even learned this guy's name yet, but you know what? This movie is so confusing. We are going to have to piece this together. Cause I, I, I think th- we're going to have to clean us up. We're going to have to clean we, up this you know plot. What? That's right. I'm we'll Michael Clayton. This. I'm Michael. You're Clayton. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> we're going to clean this up. We're going to be the janitor. So we're, we're I'm going to forego just like doling out the information that right. the movie does. Okay. This person who's talking is his name is a uh, motherfucker Arthur. His name is Arthur, Arthur Edens. He's like a fat old man. He's fat and old. He's crazy. Okay, he's so crazy. He's a scientist. He's not a scientist. He's a lawyer. Shit. He okay. works for, and I know why you think he's a scientist because he's got a bunch of papers that say that this corporation called U Earth is that what it's called? Sure. U North. They're called North. U North. They have created a specific kind of chemical which uh, is debilitating to people, kills them, 
and um, it is it, it funsies. No, I think it's just like a, it's a side effect. It's not a side, uh, it's a side effect to like some sort of like so plan some other thing. thing that they're doing. Okay. And they have like this public look of being like we're good for the earth, we're good for people. But there's this class action lawsuit that's been going on for years now, and he's been a big major part of it. Uh, protecting you North against all these people whose parents have been killed by this chemical uh, families who've been hurt by this chemical, including a girl named Anna. Oh, yeah. Here's where it comes into play. Anna was one of the people that's part of the class action lawsuit who was suing you North and Arthur in the middle of the big deposition where Anna was telling about like how her parents had died and all this other stuff in the middle of the deposition, Arthur removed his clothes, got naked and professed his love to Anna completely losing his mind because he says he's now yeah. become more aware. He's, he's awakened as to what his life is and it's a mess and it's a waste. So you just got to take your clothes off then. Cause yeah. Cause that's what he says. He's like, okay. he's, he's reborn. He's covered in this filth and he says he, he doesn't know if he'll ever get out of it. So they call the fixer. Michael Clayton, he comes in because he's on he's 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 on the dime of this big like uh, a lawyer firm that he started, but he's only worked under them. He's never gone into a courtroom. He's just a fixer. That's all he's ever been. He's basically. So what is a fixer? A fixer is a person he because uh, okay. So there's another character in this movie called uh, Kathy. Is that her name? K- Karen Tilda Swindon. Yes. Yeah, Karen. So she's like, who is this Michael Clayton? Why does he work for this lawyer firm? I've never even heard about him before. She learns that he um, is, uh, what is it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. He, she says that he is, uh, God damn it. I'm, I'm looking through my notes. I apologize. It's fine. Uh, do, 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 footage stripping. Say, do you think you North has a lot of fights against you South? Ooh, probably. That's mm-hmm. a turf war. <laughs> uh, Southwest Airlines. They're like, we can't fly that. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I don't know what, but that's the thing is, I don't know what U-North actually does. I think it's like, far, it, sound, it sounds farming? like farming. Probably farming. Um, yeah, so Karen looks up all this information. Basically, he's been working for this company, this firm. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but he's been working on the company for years. And a fixer basically is someone who's on the dime of the company. He He's under the thing as a special cons- counsel. Okay. He's not a partner. He's a special counsel. All he does is he goes to people who are desperate and in need of help and are rich, and he's there to solve their problems. For instance, the movie opens with us understanding what he does for a living. So there is a client of uh, this firm who did a hit and run. And so it's Michael Clayton's job to go and get him out of trouble. Okay. But not get the firm in trouble. Interesting. So that's his idea. Is like he's underpay for the firm, but he's not like he's basically just going to be like a ghost. So he shows up at the rich person's house, and the rich, this scene was so great because the rich person just a piece of shit. He's like, it was my fault. It was foggy, and this guy came out of nowhere, and it was dark, and it's not my fault at all. And Michael Clayton's like, look, police like hidden runs. They're gonna match your car. They're gonna figure out who you are. We have to go to somebody local. We can't go back to the firm because they don't want to get in the middle of this. But I'm gonna help you out. That's what he does. Okay, so he does the dirty work. He does all the dirty work. And he does this. It's a very thankless job financially and, you know, otherwise. You know, he uh, we learn that Michael Clayton has a, had a wife. He has a child. Uh, they are now divorced, not the child, the wife. And uh, <laughs> child's a piece of shit. I don't like that that kid. Interesting. He, he's annoying. Did I you saw ever him see once. Him? Yeah. He seemed fine, but okay. He's annoying. He reads this annoying book that's obvious foreshadowing. Um, cause he's like, Oh, in this book, you can't trust anybody. And it's just like, Ooh, oh, wow. That's really it's fucking deep. subtle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you think you can't trust anyone in this film? 
Definitely not. Probably not Karen. I feel like Karen definitely can't trust. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, speaking of which, Karen. So Karen is working for the firm, but like on the payroll. She is, um, she, she's like, it's basically if anything goes wrong, it's on her head. If anything goes bad, it's all up, it's all down to her. And she's freaking out because one of the main guys that's doing this class action lawsuit is just fucking stripped down to his skivvies. Cool. Another thing that's been going on is Arthur is, seems to be building a case against you, North. He's got all of this paperwork and uh, memorandums which specify, which talk directly about this horrible He's the chemical. guy who stripped her clothes off, right? Yes, Arthur. Yeah. Um, he's also been calling people. It sounds like him and Anna have a very close relationship and have talked before the deposition. And apparently he's calling other people too. He's, he gets his phone lines bugged by, uh, the, um, the, the firm. Hmm. Now, one other thing I haven't brought up because I think it's the least interesting thing about the movie, which is sad because it's about the main character, Michael Clayton is Michael Clayton has certain vices and problems. One of which is gambling. gambling. Interesting. So that comes into play later. Not really. It's just something he mentions. Okay. Well, he's got a problem with gambling. Um, and he has money issues big time. Uh, one of the biggest problems is apparently he opened a restaurant or bar with his brother. Um, who's uh, his brother's a fucking low life creep and is a loser and he has no money and he doesn't know where his brother is. And so Timmy, Timmy, do we meet Timmy at any time? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's a low life loser. Timmy, uh, Timmy has a drug problem. Oh, amongst many others, apparently. I guess okay. he's got like mistresses and kids all over the place. Uh, Michael Clayton opened this bar and, and restaurant in hopes of getting out of the fixer political game and going into that. But it's failed and he's in the hole for so much money. And basically what you learn throughout the movie is that he's doing this job in order to pay off the incredible bill with the restaurant. He's not going to be able to pay it off with like auctioning off all the stuff in the restaurant. Mm. One other thing, I don't know if this comes into play the very opening of the movie, after he helps out the rich guy, he parks his car in the middle of a field and he looks out and he sees these three horses. He goes (laughs) over to the horses and he like looks at them for no reason. And then his car blows up. Wait, what? <laughs> that's just how the movie opens. That's that's just, and, and then he's just like, whoa. But then in the next scene, he just has a car. So I don't know. Okay, they just showed the end of the movie then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering where that came into play. Yeah, it's just the end of the movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does that it That's mean weird. That's anything? such strange. No, I mean, it's just literally a part of the end of the movie. I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, that's pretty much all I think I need to say. If there's anything else you need to know, the, the, the that's it? Okay. I think so. Wow, that was that was quick and succinct. Thank you. Well, I'm getting around. Like, I, there's all these scenes that are in there. Like, there's this whole thing about Michael Clayton's kid reads this book that um, Arthur becomes obsessed with. Um, all this other weird shit. Uh, Karen. What was the book called? I don't remember. Okay. It, it, it's a weird title. It's like a weird fantasy novel, hmm. and it has like a name and then a plus sign and then another name. Okay, yeah. I saw that book later. I mean, okay. it kind of comes into play, but I don't know. It's like a red book. Yeah, that's okay. what he keeps saying. Okay. Interesting. So, unsurprisingly, a lot of things tie into that part of your movie and my part of the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd hope so. You'd hope so. <laughs> all right, look. All I know is the movie starts out with George Clooney yelling at some dude who doesn't have a license for a thing, like car license or something, and car he's license. got a bunch of baguettes. He's got like a bunch of baguettes. That's Arthur. Yeah, that's Arthur. I realize okay. Arthur. Yeah, he's in the alleyway. Um, Some girl stalking him. I don't know what's going on. Some girl uh, stalking b- 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 him. What does the girl look like? I don't know. I wrote this stuff, dude. This this movie is really hard to jump into. <laughs> 
really hard. Yeah, I was really worried. Uh, so basically, Arthur's like, I have no criminal record in New York. This is fine. I can hang out here. And he's like, oh, no, they don't like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clooney says that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, look, the last place you want to see me is in court. And then uh, George Clooney's like, I'm not the enemy. And he's like, who are you? I'm like, oh, shit. Ooh. Scary. There and was that, a lot of that. Like, you don't know who's doing what. Yeah. Like, you see that Arthur's getting bugged, but you don't know who's bugging him. So we have Arthur's place, and his place is bugged. He's back there, and he turns on this, like, promotional video for Unorf. He yes. plays it over and over and over again. I Sorry, I forgot about one thing. Yeah. these There's these two guys. They're, like, blonde guys. Yeah, they're kind of like the spies. They're weirdos, yeah. They're so weird spy one people. of them is following Arthur, while the other one goes into Arthur's place and takes pictures of all of his medication and other things. Do they work for you, North? I, they work for they had Tilda North. Okay, Karen, got it. Yep. Okay, okay. They work for her. So he plays this video, and he starts to talk. He gets on the phone and starts talking to someone. I don't know who. Mm. And... Starts talking about this report. He starts reading the report out loud. The um, basically the report that is damning. Right. Says like people are gonna die. It doesn't matter though because they're gonna make tons of money off of it. Yes. And the thing about that report is it has the signature of the president of the company. Yeah, that's which true. is incredibly damning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they can't find the original. That's the other thing. They only have a copy of it. Oh. Uh, yeah, they say the original might have been destroyed in a fire, but they don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, it says it's going to give people cancer, but this would be huge, but it's such a huge redesign to fix that because it would undermine everything. So, right. Uh, but, 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 so, usual capital. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> the spies go to uh, Karen and they're like, hey, yo, like, let's go. This is what he's, yeah. It's like, <laughs> here, here's a recording of it. He talked to it on the phone. Here's a recording of what he said. And Karen listens and is like, you have to contain this. And they're like, well, like, we're not like lawyers or anything. There's no way to contain it. Like, he's like, just contain it. Ooh. So, um, Freaky. yeah. Anyway, uh, then George Clooney's out hanging with his old man. Having, he's having a birthday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they're having a birthday and he's going to go off on a shift. And I guess he's with his lawyer, like cousin or something like that. I don't know. Lawyer cousin. He leaves. Whatever. That scene almost means nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of his personal life really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it just kind of shows him as a person, but I don't know. It doesn't, he's not an interesting he's person. He's not an interesting person. He's just like, I have gambling problems. Mm. Yeah, you have gambling problems and you take responsibility for your brother's shitty decisions. Yeah. yeah. So, the spies break into the, to Arthur's place. Mm-hmm. Again. They stun him with a oh. stun gun and they put something in his mouth and then they put, drag him to the bathroom and stab his feet with a syringe with something in it and then he dies. What? Yeah, he's dead. Arthur just dies? Yeah, they kill him. I guess that's one way of, like, yeah, yeah stopping him. Yeah, I mean, him. they had to contain the situation. Yeah. So they check did. his heart, make sure he's dead, and then they leave. Whoa. And um, George Clooney's about to leave from his house. Some Uncle Timmy shows up, and he's like, I've been sober eight days. And he's like, okay, I don't care. And he's like, I've changed. <laughs> like, you want to prove it? Give Steph back her tires? No idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so his son's like, "Hey, was he crying?" And because of the drugs, and uh, George Clooney's like, "Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff too." Also, I know you're not going to be like that. You're a tough guy. You've got a tough heart. And all Ooh, stuff. I don't know. Kid? Yeah, oh, his kid's like, a fucking weirdo. He's like, "Okay." He's like, "Thanks, Dad. I guess." <laughs> Thanks. I don't want to be like him. <laughs> so George Clooney then talks to like uh, the police about the guy uh, Arthur's death, and they say like, "Oh yeah, pills all over the place. Can't tell if it was accident or suicide. Don't know what exactly what happened, but." Right. Looks like no foul play. But they'll never find, you know, the syringe mark because it's in his foot. Exactly. Yeah. Put it between his toes. Exactly. I'm like, Ugh. Nobody ever looks between the toes. I guess not, apparently. Yeah. 
That's the most ticklish place of all. <laughs> <laughs> what if you tickle it and the body wakes up? And you go, ah! <laughs> um, Tickle Mortis. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, but, 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 so they're at their funeral and... Arthur's funeral? Yeah. Oh, okay. And George Clooney's talking to Marty? Marty is the guy who basically runs the... Um, law firm? The law firm. Okay, that Played makes by Sidney Pollack. Okay, yeah. So Sidney yeah. Pollack, um, he's like, Mar- Marty's like, I've known him for 30 years. I can't believe this happened to him. I don't know how it happened, but you know what? Honestly, I hate to say it, but we caught a lucky break. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God, jeez. Oh, no. So George Clooney's like, I'm looking for um, Anna Casleron yes. or whatever. I don't know what her last name is. Looking for Anna. And it's, I guess her roommate or sister picks up and is like, she's in New York. Damn it. Like, I can't believe it. Like, you put her in New York. She's like, she's in New York. Oh, no. So you go pick her up in New York. Apparently, she's not supposed to be in New York. And I guess he, um, Arthur gave her a ticket or something because it's very important that... Mm. She meets him because I guess she might have testified or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but this time, sneaky men are watching George Clooney and he does all the stuff. And uh, so he goes to Anna, talks to her, says, person about a whole airplane ticket. And he's like, okay, cool. And then cut to George Clooney getting some type of permit. It looks like some sort of permit to check Arthur's place because it was locked down. Like a warrant? No, not, not exactly. Warrant, guess, it was like yeah. a weird permit thing. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. So he checks out the place. So he checks out the place. He breaks in and looks around. <laughs> she has a permit to That's the check thing. I, don't, I don't understand what this permit's for. Because <laughs> I looked at it and I tried to read it and I couldn't read it. Yeah. And it was like, thanks. And this cop like gave it to him. It's like, look, man, you're crazy. Like, I can't believe we're giving this to me. Like, I'm giving this to you. But like, it's my ass <laughs> online. He's like, you'll never find out who did it. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this is Why for. Why are you giving me a piece of paper if I'm just going to break into it anyway? I don't know if that's, it might be a permit for something else. But anyway, okay. he breaks in. Uh-huh. Um, looks around, sees if he can find anything. He finds some cash on delivery notes from inside a red book. That oh. looks really nice. It's very highlighted. I wonder if it's the same book. Probably it is. probably is. Um, and then cops show up and he goes to prison. They find him. And they're That's like, a good thing he had a permit on I know, exactly. I think, honestly, the permit might have got him like, oh, he's meant to be here or something like that. Didn't and he work. got him out. No, well, he got out of the prison. Oh, okay. Like, no one came. He was just like, okay. So did he have um, to shower in the prison? No, it was just a little teeny tiny holding cell. So it's not prison at all. It's like jail. Yeah. Shut up. Jail. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, directly to prison. (laughs) No legal process. Go to prison. (laughs) Okay. So he goes to like a little jail cell. Yeah. All right. So the cop tells him like, Hey man, look, it was my ass on the line. I told you this. He's like, you said no one will find out. He's like, no one will find out. But also he's like, look, the cop's like, look, the lawyers think you're policemen. The policemen think you're a lawyer. But no one really knows who you are. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Did Michael Clayton even exist? <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 ba. So, so he goes to go pick up whatever this thing is mm-hmm. at the that he got the slip of paper from. The yeah. cash on delivery goes up. Turns out it's a whole bunch of the reports printed out. Like oh, thousands of them. And he's like, like, he's like, do you have like a car to put this in? He's like, nah, <laughs> just keep it. Well. The bad guys, of course, following him this entire time. Of and they go, they pick up one of the reports and they give it to Til- uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm scared now. <laughs> so so you have to fix this. And it's like, okay. We're not the fixers. That's Michael Clayton. You should get him on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he goes back and he's like, goes back to Marty. Mm-hmm. Marty's like, here, here's your payment for like all that stuff you've done. You no, know, I guess it's dead end now because whatever. He's dead. He's dead. He's so, literally dead. He's dead. Dead. <laughs> dead is dead. So here's his money. Here's some. There's some 
things though. You have no non-disclosure agreement. You can't talk about any of this. It's like, okay, I think I'm gonna check for 80k. That's for the restaurant. He asked for that. Oh. He says if that I, makes sense because then afterwards he gives it to, to this guy named Gabe. Mm, the gay, the, the gay, the old man. <laughs> yeah, old man Gabe. Yeah, he's got. He's like, here's 75. He might be gay. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, Very sorry. progressive. <laughs> I don't think there's any sense of sexuality in this movie at all. Not at all. <laughs> this is the least sexual movie I've ever seen. <laughs> That's why it's not fun. <laughs> No That's sex what makes in it. most spy movies fun is the sex in it. There's none of that. None you of that. Know, there's movie. none of that in the board movies either. No? Uh, there's little, some there's sex. Bit, yeah, okay. There's a little bit more. He's got that one lady that yeah. he accidentally drowns in the second movie. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ba 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 ba. He's sad. He gives his money Aww. back. Um, then he goes gambling because that's what he does. That's what he does. But wait. What with the extra money? He just got I guess extra he was in camels, yeah, because he didn't give it all. He got eighty oh. k, and he gave seventy five seventy five to Gabe, which was more than what you had. And he's like, oh, thanks for giving this. I only need like twenty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I only need like twenty or something. Um, he's like, oh, that's cool. So that makes a lot more sense where that guy came from. He just gives this guy money. I'm like, what's he <laughs> Um, so he goes to gamble. It. He goes to gamble while he's gambling. It's a call from I believe Marty mm-hmm. Bank or someone. Anyway, at this point, when the spies is bugging his car this point while he's in gambling okay so that's okay i saw this at the beginning because yeah. his like gps is all fucking yep. right yeah okay so he bugs the car right Phyllis Wooden's freaking out mm-hmm. and he gets out just in time although he had to leave early so that's why the bug is messed up and the gps is messed up while george Cleese driving right the tracking that they put on him isn't great so they're trying to fall behind him but it's not the best mm-hmm. um oh yeah there's that one part where he's like driving really quickly on the roads yeah and he drove up to i guess this one guy and this guy's like, you're a bad fixer. And I assume it's the old guy or the, the, the rich guy at the beginning of the movie. Is this yeah. just the beginning of the movie? It again? sounds like the beginning of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I bet this was really annoying for an audience to watch. Yeah. I, mean, I just saw this. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was a real dick. Um, he says, you're bad fixer. And he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so then George Clooney starts driving and goes the other way and like turns around real quick and the spies don't know where he's going. He's going a different direction. And then George Clooney stands out there all sad by some horses. Okay. Like, yeah, three horses. Yep. And then boom, his car blows up. And he's like, oh shit, what's going on? Did, and why looks, did he do that? Why and, did he go out to the horses? I don't know. Anyway, the spies, they didn't know he they saw him from so far away. They caught saw like car blow up and they're like, oh, he's dead. Mm-hmm. So they walk away. So they just and he goes dead. and runs off into the w- woods and has his uh, brother Timmy pick him up. Mm-hmm. And then why'd they do that? Because he's, why are they trying to kill him? Because he knows too much shit, dude. What do you mean? What does he know? You know, he has like the he has all the boxes and stuff. He knows all why, the boxes. Why do they think he'd do anything about it? I don't know. It's, it's exactly. No I'll tell you why. Oh, it, it kind of explains it a little bit. Okay. Uh, so he runs off. Um, so the corporate people are like, "Oh man, George Clooney's dead. He was killed in a car bomb." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Until Swinton's like, "Irish car bomb." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, till uh, till everyone's sad, but Till Swinton's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have a talk." And so she talks to her like investors or something like that. And it's like we settled this, or I don't know if it's investors or lawyers or something. It's like, let's well, all settle for this amount of money, and it'll be fine. We settle for this amount of money. It'll hurt us this much money, but we'll lose way more if we admit like we did all this stuff or something like that. So why don't we just settle out of court? Okay. Something like that. For this like six year thing. Yeah, ex- yeah. basically. So like when we figured it out, it's fine. She leaves. She's super happy. And she's walking out this like conference door, very conference room day. And George Clooney's right behind her. Ooh. And I was like, hey, and then he blows up. Feel like feel good. Feel good or something like that. <laughs> Just like what? Feel good or something oh, like, like that. Like, you think you just kill me like that? He's uh, like, oh, I mean, also, uh, Arthur's walking around here too. She's like, oh, and he's like, nah, he's dead. <laughs> so I was just Michael playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
She says, I feel bad. And he's like, okay. And he's like, why Why did you think it was someone you can kill? You know you could just buy me off, right? Like, I don't have any morals. I'm just a fixer. Like, yeah. you could just spend money. He's like, okay, what do you want? She's, he's like, $10 million. Nice. And she's like, uh, uh, uh. Okay, fine. I'll get that to you. Whatever. I don't care. Or I'll just kill you I'll again. Just get that. I'll just get it. I'll get that for you. It's fine. And uh, he's like, that's cool. And he says, you're so fucked. You're so fucked. Take a guess. It's so obvious that he recorded this whole conversation. Oh, right. Yeah. And I he just walked too. away. <laughs> and and um, she's like, oh, no. Oh, that sucks. And then she, he walks into a ta- taxi cab, gives him $50 and says, just take me anywhere. Oh. And then it's the end of the movie. Oh, it's him driving. He's got the little credits going. Whatever. It's a little long shot of him just sitting in the back of the taxi cab. Like, around. <laughs> he, put, he, takes, he puts on some sunglasses. I feel like I missed a lot about this movie. But uh, also... It seems pretty straightforward to me. Also, it's just like... I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. It this, also didn't help that I didn't know the setup. So I was just like... Oh, yeah, okay. you must have been really lost. I, I was so lost. Uh, this is a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked how this movie was... Like, I liked the first half of the first half of this movie because it was a lot of like doling out information very slowly it was like sort of unfolding like it was really interesting to watch uh mostly just because i didn't know what was going on and i was like i have to pay really close attention to everything in order to figure everything out because at first because like there's this one point point where he's talking to the old man that he needs to give the money to and he the old man's like are you like gambling again are you on the tables again and my clan's like no i why would you even say that but i had already seen him at the tables and i was like oh he's lying but he wasn't lying because that was actually in the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like there's all this. Because I feel like if you just told this movie straight up. Like how I was telling it to you. It wouldn't be very interesting. Yeah. But because they tell it in this weird like. They they show the climax of the movie first for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good choice though. Like I don't know. It's, yeah, it just whatever. didn't seem I, very interesting. I guess it makes you think that he died. No, he didn't die. He didn't do, he, I didn't see him die. He was. He just looked like an idiot. Like, ooh, why did my car blow up? And I'm like, why did his car blow up? And then it's also just like, he's like, oh, you can't do, kill me. I'm like, if you had just hung out in the car, you would have died. Like, no, I think he says like, it's not, it's not that you can't kill him. It's like, I, I'm someone you don't have to kill. Oh, I see. Like, it's, you just it's me not off. worth your while. Yeah. Why did he get out of the car and see the three horses? Oh, fucking I know. truly don't Maybe understand. Maybe because he wanted to be free. Horses represent freedom. Yeah, they, yeah, it's like a variety. As they're all saddled and stuff. There was, like it was interesting. Corral. There was like a white horse and there was a brown horse. And in the middle of those two horses, there was a brown horse with a little white spot on it. Wow. Yeah, I know. Do you think they're like, that's a son? It's in the middle there? I don't know. This movie seemed really, I don't know. If if, if the movie, if the story hadn't been told the way it was, I, it would have just been a really straightforward, like whatever kind yeah, of Yeah, I was like directing a strong. Uh, direction is, I think, the strongest part of the movie. Yeah. Um, Acting was okay. I think Clooney was pretty weak, but I think Swindon was fantastic. Yeah. Per usual. I really liked Arthur, but you didn't get to see much of him. Well, I saw a decent amount of him. He was pretty good. He was really good. His monologue of him yelling, right, reading out the thing, mm-hmm. uh, corporation memo or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was uh, good. Report. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude. Yeah. It was weird that he uh, had that breakdown. Yeah, big breakdown. It was in New York, uh, luckily, though. though, because this movie has no sex in it, didn't get to see his balls. There you go. There was one part. There's a bit of sex in the movie. So basically, because this is going to be a short episode, I think we got through that movie very fucking very quickly. quickly. Um, so there's this one part where uh, Arthur's in prison, not in prison. He's in jail. Sorry, I, I you know same thing. <laughs> so he's he's like in this cell, and uh, um, Clooney's in there talking to him. Michael Clayton's in there talking to him, and he says that this all came to him. This whole idea of him being a terrible person came to him because he had just closed a case. And he was in some foreign country somewhere and he had two girls sucking his cock 
they were both like sucking his cock and he was trying not to come. So he started doing math in his head about this upcoming case, the one that he's working on right now with like Anna and like all the people that were dying okay. in order to keep himself from coming. And then he realized like as he was adding up all the people's lives and how much they would cost and how what? much they were going to make out of it, he realized he couldn't stop thinking about that. And he realized like that's what he's become. Like that that was his sort of eureka moment was in order to escape this sort of sexual, like in order to not get a sexual release, he had to think about this horrible things that he's doing in the world and how he's a detriment to society because of it. And I was just like, eh, all right. <laughs> like I see where you're going movie, but uh... yeah. And it's not like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. This movie's just not for us. I don't know. Like, it who just... is it for? Is it for like grandma? Uh... <laughs> grandma and grandpa? They're it sounds, watching, it like... sounds like people, anyone who looks like they do in this movie probably would like this movie. I don't know, because it looks like it demonizes the people in this movie. No, I know, but they might be like, well, I'm not one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm better than that. This is definitely like a white person movie. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. This is the whitest of the person. Like, there's I was one black guy. I was, like, I was like, there's no diversity in this There's movie. none. There's barely any women in it. There's one woman, and she's a villain. There's yeah. another woman, and she's useless. And well, there's a- Anna's all right. Who? She helps. Yeah, what she do? No, she told, like, clearly a lot of important information. Oh, okay. I don't remember important, but it was important. It seemed like it moved the plot along. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just it's just a white ass people movie. It's a very it's like, like a white bread, just like it's like white mid forties. Arthur movie. could have been a black guy. Tilda Swinton could have been, you know, Tilda put on blackface. Oh no, she could have been an Asian lady. No. Or an, an, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, an Asian lady. Yeah, yeah. She could have and then Michael the Clayton would have shown up, and he's like, I don't know magic. He's like, Oh, my hands are messed up. <laughs> Can you fix them? And he's, she's like, I don't know. You're the fixer. Boom, bitch. Oh! And then he falls through a kaleidoscope. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Is uh, it good? It's fine. Is it better than this movie? That's really where we're going with it. It's way more fun than this movie. <laughs> there is not a, there's no sex and there's no kaleidoscopes in this movie. Man. At least Tilda Swinton is playing her own race. Yeah, so that's, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's not problematic in that sense. Yeah. I don't it's know. Just, this movie just seems really boring. It's so boring. It's so, like, it was just Look, dry. Man, I, I like, like a good dry movie. I like a good slow dry movie, but, like, man, a good slow dry movie with, like, some characters. Not, like, I think I that's the thing. I don't give a it's shit it's, about Michael Clayton. Yeah, it's the thing. I don't think there's good characters. I think there's, it's like the plot. Yes. Is supposed to be the most interesting part. Yeah, and how it's doled out. But that's the thing is, it, the, the plot itself isn't interesting. It's just how it's told. Yeah, and the characters are not interesting they're at not, all. They're whatever. They're, who they're cares? very care. whatever. Like, this person's obviously wants to cover up their tracks. They're going to do anything that means necessary. I, that's the other thing. I feel like I've just seen a hundred movies like this that are better. Yeah. Like I was watching this. I'm like, oh, this kind of feels like the verdict, where it's like a guy at odds with who he is, and he's trying to become a better person. And there's all these people against him. But that's like a way better movie than this, and it has like more oomph. And you actually care about the person in that in in the verdict. You actually care about. Uh, uh, Paul Newman. I don't give a shit about Michael Clayton. I don't know whether it's because he looks like George Clooney. I don't know, but I I don't care about Michael Clayton. I think he's a very boring character, one dimensional. I don't care about his stupid restaurant. All I know is that he's got more money than me. I don't get. I don't care why he's so fucking sad. I don't understand why he's so depressed all the time. Good for him. I'm sad. I'm sorry. He's poor. I'm sorry, Michael Clayton. He's a white person with no money. He's oh, sad. No. <laughs> He gambled it a, all away. You work for a horrible, shitty like law firm, and you make all this money, and you have great cars. Wah, I'm so sorry for you, Michael Clayton. Wah, I don't care. 
Yeah. The only character I liked was like Arthur. Mostly just because he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and he he's, took his clothes off. <laughs> I told you, sex, man. They need a little bit more. They needed a bit. If I had seen Arthur's dick, I think this movie would have skyrocketed. <laughs> needed something. Yeah, it needed something. It needed something. It needed anything but it it, it it felt like a dr- it does, you know I do see why it gets Oscar noms though it's just one of those stuffy movies like I feel like there's always like two or th- two on the list on like all, every Oscar list is like these are just stuffy movies I don't think anyone's talked about this movie since no I didn't, I, I didn't know it existed no the I only didn't. reason I think I know is because it has my name in it yeah it's probably like, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's me. yeah that's cool and I was I, I remember I watched the opening of this movie where where we hear Arthur monologuing about how terrible his life is and we see all these shots of like businesses and it's all very dynamic and cool and I'm like oh this is going to be the best movie that we've seen for Mike month so far I also was thinking I was like wow this is really confidently shot yeah it's definitely one of the better shot movies we've seen for Mike month but I still think so far Magic I mean, Mike is the best one yeah, it has fun. Which is weird. It's fun. it's fun. It is characters I like. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know what? That's the other thing, too. Let me give you, let me give this movie this. I didn't care about any characters in this movie. I didn't hate any characters in this movie. That's true. There's not a single character. I'm like, fuck you. You're a terrible person except for the kid. But that's just because he's a kid. But that like, also makes you not invested in it. None. Not at all. Like, when I'm watching Magic Mike, I actively hate Adam. I think he's the worst piece of shit in the entire yeah. world. But I actually feel something, you know? Like, yeah. I actually feel something. When I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, yeah, Michael Clayton, you should make money for your restaurant. Yeah, Tilda Swinton, you should probably cover up your tracks. Yeah, Arthur, you... All these people doing logical things. All these, yeah, all these people are doing Except completely like Arthur, understandable but things. But, like, even then... But even then, I understand Arthur. Like, I'm like, yeah, you have worked for this shitty company and you've wasted your life away. I understand everyone's opinion here. Like, cool <laughs> like what am i supposed to get out of this movie i don't care like oh people who are rich are monstrous welcome to 2017 idiots like yeah. i don't care fuck you i don't know oh, whatever this movie is just boring it was just boring it's and just bland boring bland it's just bland yeah i just want to eat some white bread after this movie <laughs> might as well might don't as well hold everything you put on your white bread you don't put anything on your white bread. I bet you eat your white bread without anything on it. I just it. eat the white bread. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you put on white bread? I don't know. I don't eat white bread. <laughs> oh, what? Do you eat wheat? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I find la, la, la. I get my extra wheat germs or whatever's left What's inside. What's more white, eating white bread or eating wheat bread? Yeah, it's interesting because white bread is so much... No, it's not even that much cheaper. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a different kind of white. You've got millennial white, which is wheat bread with avocados, and then you've yeah. got, like, white trash, which is eating, like, bimbo and wonder bread. <laughs> bimbo. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know what? Oh, man, with beans what, what? on it. Do you eat beans? Well, on my bread? That's weird. That's, like... That is pretty white white trash. That's yeah. Beans with ketchup on white bread. Oh, God. Oh. That's just how you know you're poor. Like, you guys are like, how much... Like, am I really cutting back in my savings, like not splurging, and you're eating that? And you're like, oh no, you need to like look at your life. Just yeah, could be worse. Could be like a Rorschach and just eat straight out of the can, not yeah, even warm it up. Go. The beans. Yeah. Well, while while you consider this uh, question of white bread and wheat bread, um, I will talk about if you enjoyed this episode, or if you want to hear us complain about other movies that have Michael or Mike in the title, go to our iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher and listen to previous weeks of Mike Month. Like Mike is a great one. Uh, Magic Mike is really good too. And uh, there was another movie that we Michael. saw. Michael with John Travolta. All those are other movies that we saw. Um, and while you're there, leave a faster review on the show. We will read it on, wait, on there, and we will read it on the show no matter what it says, if it's a five-star rating review. Um, even if it is an answer to our question of white bread or wheat bread, which is more... Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you have a question, you could email us at email the other half podcast.com or post on our Facebook and Twitter or even our Instagram. We post all over the fucking place. Follow us on all these places and get and, and, and connect with us. And guys, do we have one more, one more week in this month? We do. We have one more week in this month, guys. Can you guess the next movie we're going to watch? I think someone already has. I think someone has. I think someone's already suggested we watch another Mike movie. Uh, but um, actually, that's the other thing is we've gotten already so many uh, people have already guessed all the other Mike movies. So I don't know what we're going to do next year if we ever do another Mike We're one. not doing another Mike We didn't do it last year. We didn't do it last year. You know what? This is a one-year thing. It's a one-year thing. Enjoy it because there's no other Mike movies. We're out. It's not like we're running along Christmas movies, all right? <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. We we're we we're running solo on Christmas movies. We could barely keep up a Mike movie. Shoot, month. Michael had like a Christmas scene in it. We could right. Use that. I was thinking like that's a Christmas movie. I feel in the spirit all of a sudden. I'm so jovial. Yeah, go to <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, uh, much. man. So have you come up with an answer? White bread, um, or wheat bread. I mean, white bread, dude. Come on. Yeah, white bread's got the name in it. It's got white in it. It's got no nutritional value. <laughs> it doesn't just, not just like white people. Oh, damn! Snap. I could say it. Yeah, you can't because you're white. I can't say it, though. I know. Oh. It's all right. Oh, well. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us this week for Mike Month. Um, Join us next week for the very last episode of Mike Month. Uh, I bet you can't guess what it is, but you probably will. Uh, Wrap this up, Mike. All right. I'm trying to start this out. Wrap it up. All right, everybody. Have a good week. See you next week. Good night, everybody. So we watched Watchmen. Oh, the director's we did cut. watch Watchmen. I had a really bad week the week before. We, we Yeah, we were the ones that watched The Watchmen. I remember when that movie came out, and right before it came out, I'm like, it'd be great if this movie failed the box office because then people can run with the story like, who watches The Watchmen? Nobody watches The Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a really long headline. But did they? Yeah, I think it made a lot of money. I mean, Zack okay. Snyder went on to make garbage after garbage. Well, you know, he always was doing that, though. That's a good point. People yeah, like well, pe- 300's a fine movie. Mm. It's not a good one, but it's a fine film. It looks good. It, yeah, this movie looks good, too. But 300 was like the it was the first time something looked like that. I guess that's true. Yeah. Then you saw Watchmen, and you're just like, oh, this is all he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we sat down. I had a really bad week, and I came home. And I'm like, I want to get drunk. And then you're like, we should watch the director's cut of Watchmen, which is almost four hours long. <laughs> has the, the Black Freighter cartoon. It's got the Black in it. Freighter put it's into the, it. And the director's cut, which has more bullshit that doesn't need to be in there. Yeah, just all this garbage. And we, I had seen the ice. I, I watched the theatrical cut like every other, like uh, every couple of years or so, just to remind myself how good the theatrical cut is because it's got a great pacing. It's got very minimal fight sequences it's a slow movie, in it. But it's, it's, good, it's good pacing, yeah. You know, it's kind of slow. Three, almost four hours of that movie is really fucking slow. Yeah. And we just got drunker and drunker as the movie went on. Tell me, how did you feel about the director's cut, Ethan? It's too fucking long. So fucking long. What was so the worst long. part of it? Was I, th- it the- I think, honestly, the extended fight scenes. Because it's right? just like, they're not that interesting. and like They're all shot exactly the same way. They're all shot exactly the same. And they add uh, nothing to the they plot. They didn't add nothing to and the plot. And it goes against the whole premise of the movie, or the, the story, which yeah. is anti-violence. Yeah. It's that, and like, I don't know. I think that was probably the worst part. The mm-hmm. 
Black Freighter was also weird too. Yeah, it was really weirdly animated <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it was not a great animation. I feel like it got better as it went on, but that also could just because we were really drunk yeah. by the time it was over. As you drink enough, their their weird deformed heads just look like heads. Yeah, they just look normal. Because that's just how everyone's head looked. Uh, and then the other thing, which I called and I knew you were going to hate, was the death of old Night Night Owl. <sighs> that scene is so sad in the book. It's so fucking it's so heartbreaking. In the book. And then you watch it, and it's just like this is laughable. It's, it's so got music. I laughed. It's got music it's that got cuts them. out. Like it, it's not. It, I think it cuts out to be like dramatic, but it just sounds. It, it comes looked, off corny. It comes off corny and silly. Yeah, mm. and I was like punching all the people, and he has like flashbacks or whatever. It's just silly. But then you watch the movie, and there's a lot of things that work. Like that, we we talked about this. The opening works so well. The opening's great. Opening's the Doctor really Manhattan good. story. Doctor really Manhattan great. is so good. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, ten minutes or so. And not only that, minutes of a four-hour movie. Both of those are in the theatrical cut. You don't need to watch the director's yeah, cut because the director's cut has more violence. It's got extended scenes that don't work and kill the pacing, and it has um, more scenes of Nixon, which really oh, kill that yeah. movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that Nixon mask. And they, I, that part where uh, he's ba- Zack Snyder stole that scene from Kubrick. Yeah, he stole the entire war room from uh, Dr. Strangelove, yep. which is a great movie. Which I think, was, wasn't that made in the 80s, though? The Dr. Dr. Strangelove? Strangelove wasn't made in the 80s? I think it was made, no, I think it was made earlier. I think it was really? made in the 60s or 70s. Okay, I thought it was made like later. I'm going to look it, it up. Meant to look older. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, man, Watchmen seems like a cool movie. Nah. No. Nah, well, you know, they want to make a TV show now. From the writers of just, The Leftovers. Just stop. Like, I mean, I love Leftovers. I think it's one of the best shows that come out in a long time. I really need to watch it. But, oh, my phone just died. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, just stop making Watchmen. I mean, if there's someone who could actually drill down the characters a lot more and also make a really fucking depressing show. Yeah. It's, it's Lindelof. But, it, like. there's Yes, that's true. But there needs to be two things done. One, stay Zack Snyder the fuck away from this thing. Yeah. Please. Three, three things need to be done. That. Second, get actors. Biggest one of the biggest problems oh, with that yeah. movie is the Silk Spectre lady is the She's worst fucking bad. actor. Like I thought you were just like being mean. No. Cause you're like, I don't like the way blah. It's like, no, she actually is straight up a bad actor. She's just a bad and she, it, it kills it because she's the whole reason that Dr. Manhattan goes back to Earth and cares. And it's just like you don't even care about her. Why should we? Why should he? Exactly. Um, the third biggest thing, ground the humans. I was I I was surprised how much of the director's cut kept Bernie and Bernie. I remember there being less. However, there needs to be all those other human characters, all that other human. Yeah, drama. I was gonna say, as all the mo- he's the most humane out of all. Like I feel most connected to him, and they did a pretty good job with him. But yeah, everyone Bernie else, Bernie and Bernie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone else is kind of like I don't know. I mean, I guess you can, it's just so many characters you can't have them all unless it's a TV show. Yeah, that's true. That's the other thing too. Like, are you gonna start just adding scenes to it if you're gonna make a TV show? Like, a there is that. There is that before Watchmen oh, comics. Yeah. Have you out. read it? No, I heard they're mixed. I heard mixed things. Some of them were okay. Some of them were not good. Yeah, if Alan Moore's not attached to it. I'm very sketchy. Yeah, I'm very. But I mean, suspicious. I mean, there's room. There, it's a it's a very interesting world. It's a very interesting. The world. fact that you know we won Vietnam because of Doctor Manhattan and like and there's a fifty first state. Yeah, it's very interesting how they did all that stuff but, and you know, how Nixon to, is is in power again like he's another he's president again yeah he's like president for the fifth time or something like that is he really yeah they need to say in the movie oh weird yeah huh oh i thought it was Third his term. fourth term. either way that's breaking the law breaking the law breaking, breaking the, the law. law people like him so much or whatever i don't know what yeah um but uh yeah that's yeah it's um 
It's an interesting. I'm it's glad we had that experience. Universe. You know what? Me too. Because I had seen the theatrical cut with my then girlfriend, now fiance, forever mm-hmm. ago. Phelan, she's been on the show a couple of times. And the thing is, is you watch that and I'm like, you need to see the director's cut. You need to see how bad of a storyteller uh, Zack Snyder is. You need to see it. But it's a long thing to like force yourself to do in order to learn something you already know, which is that Zack Snyder can't tell a good story with interesting yeah. characters. Yeah, you're kind of right. But, um, but I'm glad we did it. I'm really glad we did it. Me too. Now you know what we need to do next. Batman v Superman. <sighs> Onto it. Onto the next one.